Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It's 106 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer with you. The second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Trusted by 630 Chad, visit their new e-commerce site and order supplies, printers, and more at digitex.ca. Uh, you can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. We are going to go to the Heartland Ford text line at 630-630. Not your small-town dealership with a huge new state-of-the-art facility. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. At uh, one fifteen today, the author of Grit and Glory celebrating 40 years of the Edmonton Oilers with a signing tonight at Audrey's Books downtown Edmonton. We will talk to Lorna Schultz-Nicholson. One thirty-five, an update from the farm with Jay Woodcroft, the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. We will tell you that guests on the show receive gift cards to the Japanese Village Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton South, downtown Northside, and Sherwood Park. All right, as we shuffle off here, you can text us at 630-630. Bob, how dare you? The hottest team in the CHL is in Edmonton tonight, and you're not having anyone on that's from the Raiders? You have a lot of guests on from the WHL. What happened? What gives? All right, Brendan, should we should we tell everybody what should we show full disclosure as to what happened here? What do you think? Yeah, let's peel back the curtain for a minute. So right. we uh, we reached out to the team yesterday and yes. unfortunately there was just no uh, common ground for us to have Mark Habscheid, head coach of the team on the show today. But here, here's what happened. We were given two different times. One was right at the start of the show. Uh, that wasn't going to work. The other was for a pre-tape. Uh, but uh, I was uh, in transit as we do a panel once a month over at Sportcheck for Edmonton Oilers TV. So there you have it. Uh, we're certainly very respectful. It's an incredible story. Prince Albert won last night in Red Deer uh, to the tune of 4-3. Red Deer's, uh, Brent Setter's done a good job with that team. I think they're going to end up winning the Central Division. But uh, PA is in Edmonton tonight. Yes, Brent Leeson, that man. It's quite the incredible story. Uh, Brett's dad, Daryl Leeson, from Hudson Bay, Saskatchewan. That is where both Trent Yanni 
and Glenn Galtzen are from. And Daryl Easton was a bit of a late bloomer athletically and then suddenly emerged playing in the old Prairie Football Conference. They still, I think back then it was called actually the uh, P. It might have been the PFCJH, whatever it was. Anyways, this guy was just a stud, unbelievable quarterback, but he was a late bloomer. And Brett Leeson went through two NHL drafts. I know there were some teams that were notified. This guy had a pretty good playoff after he got traded from Tri-Cities to Prince Albert. Right now, Brett Leeson, an undrafted player, might be pulling off a Tanner Pearson this year where he ends up going as a first-rounder in the NHL draft. He leads junior hockey. In goals, points, shorthanded goals, and plus-minus. 26 goals, 56 points. He's plus 40. <laughs> He's plus 20, or plus 40, 25 games in a year. Two top scorers in all of uh, the WHL playing tonight at Rogers Place. The Edmonton Oil Kings with Trey Fix-Wolanski, second in the league scoring behind the aforementioned Brett Leeson, the PA Raiders. What are they, they won like 17 games in a row. Is that right? Something like that? It's unbelievable. It's a great story. It's a franchise record. I saw that today. Well, there you have it. Hey, by the way, did the Short Park Crusaders not uh, pick up... Uh, I used to work with this guy's dad a number of years ago at another radio station in town, but uh, picked up a pretty significant player. Yes, Nick Bowman, formerly of the uh, the Edmonton Oil Kings, is... Went to Kootenai to start the year. It didn't work out there, so he will join the Crusaders as they continue to push for that division title. Uh, there we go. There we go. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at orders now. That's bang. We got a ton of texts. Bob, it was the old PGFC. Thank you very much. The Regina Rams. Bob, whose uh, iOS device keeps chiming with the alerts all the time? Well, that'd be mine. Um Bob, the refs are garbage and they hate the Oilers from Vancouver. I don't think the refs are garbage and I don't think they hate the Oilers. I do think as Edmonton gets better, they'll get more calls. Um, <laughs> Bob, what do you think of Alex Chason on the front line, uh, first line? Really like his net presence and he isn't afraid to stand up front. I think it'll be situational. I mean, Chason's been a wonderful story. He's certainly, for the purposes of this Oilers team, undeniably a top nine forward for this group right here, right now. Again, it's my belief, maybe at some stage in the next two to three weeks, we see Connor Yamamoto recalled from the minors, because I think we got a couple guys here right now that might not be here uh, long-term. So just just for food, for thought. Um, Kevin says, Bob, one question. What are your thoughts on the Edmonton Oilers trading Cam Talbot and maybe uh, getting Curtis McElhaney from Carolina as a backup uh, to Miko Koskin. I'd say that'd be a tad premature. Uh, what's wrong with having two good goalies? There we go. Just a thought. Quickly, we'll take a call from Aaron on our River Creek Resort and Casino hotline. Hi, Aaron. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Good. What's going on? So, I basically, I just have like a quick comment. I think that the way that the roster is constructed, I think Hitch is like the perfect guy to take this roster moving forward if, uh, Pulley RV and Yamamoto can start clicking. I just think, like, the way it's constructed right now, I think that's totally fine to just shut it down defensively. Because, like, who's the biggest game-changing player in the NHL? Connor McDavid. Exactly. So, I don't think it's a bad thing letting in zero or one goal a game if 
the other three lines can shut it down because they have the biggest game changer in the league on their top. I line. think I, you got to have offense from other guys too, right? Oh, definitely, and that's what I mean. Pogliarvi and Yamamoto got to come along. I think what's happened here is Ken his, is uh, Ken's a guy that is relentless in his enthusiasm to reinforce what you need to improve upon. Boy, that was politely termed. Uh, anyhow, you know what? He's hammering them on defensive structure right now. Uh, there's going to need. There's going to be a lot of. They need to get more practices in, and I do think eventually the scoring will evolve as the season goes on with them. I don't think we're going to see every game be you know zero zero fifty minutes in the hockey game like two of the four games have been. So let's wait and see. But I, I do think that in the short, if you're going to make the move, and they made the move, they fired Todd McClellan. Uh, relieved him of his duties. The short-term fix, given Ken's track record, I don't think he could have gotten. He is a mechanic. He's a fix-it guy. So I, I concur with your thoughts that he has the ability to help shut teams down. And, and I mean, I, I said it when they announced that Hitchcock was going to be the coach. The happiest guys were going to be the goaltenders because their save yeah. percentages would go up and their goals against would go down. Yeah, and, you know, just one more quick thing. I hope uh, in the next game here against L.A., since uh, we're going to have the home ice matchups, I hope we can really get, you know, like they have, like, these guys on their team, like Amadio and, like, Luff, Rempel. Like, these guys are, like, not even NHL players. It's just kind of I really hope they can get some good matchups and try and get McDavid against them as much as possible. Well, uh, and by double-shifting McDavid, that's what you try to do. I know that uh, in the final three games that Edmonton and L.A. played last season, so in the first game, uh, L.A. won 5 nothing. That was a game that Maroon got tossed out for hitting Drew Doughty from behind. Um, so throw that game out because the Oilers gave up, I think, three goals on the power play, and the Kings won 5 nothing. But the final three games, Drew Doughty, has spent minimum 13 minutes a game, even strength, against Connor McDavid. And in two of those three games, Andre Kopitar spent um, 13 minutes. Is that right? Yeah, I think 13 minutes as well. And he was a beast last game. Yeah, well, and he won the faceoffs. Like McDavid only won 10 of uh, 29 faceoffs against LA in those final three games last year. So they had puck possession. Absolutely. I'd look for a hitch to try to create a little bit different matchup. Thanks for the call, Aaron. Thanks a lot. You bet. When we come back, Lerna Schultz-Nicholson, the book Grit and Glory, the signing today at Audrey Books Special. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers alumni will be there. We'll have a little bit of an informal uh, hot stove. Uh, We'll talk to Lorna when we come back in Oilers now. Please support 630 Ched Santa's Anonymous and make sure every kid has a Christmas. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 118 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Tonight, a book launch for Grit and Glory, celebrating 40 years of the Edmonton Oilers. Lerna Schultz Nicholson joins us here on Oilers Now. It'll take place at Audrey Books, which has been a mainstay in this city for decades mm-hmm. on 107th. How's it going, Lorna? 
Great. How are you doing, Bob? Good. Now, how do you get stressed doing these book launches? Because you've done <laughs> you've done a few of them over the years, haven't you? I have done a few over the years, but uh, it's one of those things where you always do get a little bit nervous. I have to I have to be really honest, but um, but I'm excited too. I'm really excited to be able to launch this book out into the world and um, have people read it and have people read the stories. I think it's a real positive book about the Edmonton Oilers and about the city of Edmonton. Yeah, you know, it's interesting uh, because we do remotes once in a while, uh, and my nervousness is... And a, a book launch would be like a remote for a radio jock, right? <laughs> and my my and you know what the concern is? Is anybody going to show up? Like that's exactly. that's 100%. what it is, right? Yep, it's exactly what it is because they're free, right? So there's no um, invitation list where just get, uh, you know people are saying, oh yes, I'm coming. So you're not like going, oh they're not coming, they're coming. I know that 30 out of 40 people are coming. Right? No, this is a free event, so anybody can come. And we do have uh, we have uh, Kevin Lowe and Jason Strudwick are going to be there for this. Yep. We're going to do a little uh, hot stove with them. So to uh, but you, you know, leading it? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if that's where you want to be going right now, but that's uh, anyhow. Uh, at, at least they've got one radio personality city. Uh, with Jason Strug that, that people actually like, but we'll we'll have some fun with that. Uh, how what what sort of responses have you gotten? Because we had you on about I don't know about three weeks ago uh, to discuss grit and glory, uh, celebrating forty years of the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, from from the people, what, what have you heard back from people when they uh, when they've uh, reached out to you about the book? What people are saying is that they're, and I mean, you know, this sounds like I'm tooting my own horn, but um, they're, they really like the detail in the book. And I think that there's more detail in it than people, um, people know. Like, there's, there's lots of little things that happen it, 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 regarding even the city of Edmonton, like stuff that went on you know, regarding the sale of the team and who saved the team and other little things that went on um, and just things like Rod Phillips. And, and there's a lot that's covered in the book. Um, and I think people also, I've had a few comments. Um, one guy came up last night, I was signing books in the concourse, and he said, um, well, you know, it's 40 years. Like, uh, it makes me so mad that you don't remember the WHA days. And I said, uh-uh-uh. And I opened up the book for him and I said, there's nine to ten pages here on the WHA. Yeah, and and that's in there. Like that is definitely a part of the book, and it's called the building block. So it's definitely a part of the book, and I think that that is important to a lot of people too. So yeah, yeah you know the owner the the ownership stories, and you know yesterday uh, the owners organization recognized you know the passing of Jim Hole, who of course was right. was on the Eskimo board, but he along with Bruce Savile were actually in for the most with the Edmonton Investors Group, and they were a couple of the guys that were looking most forward to a, a potential change at one time uh, with the EIG, and, and that eventually led to, uh, you know, uh, Daryl Cates purchasing the team mm-hmm. from the Empty mm-hmm. Investors Group. So all that kind of, I find that kind of stuff fascinating that was going on behind the scenes. You know, I'm from here, so I, I mean, I have a very myopic Edmonton-centric point of view, but this really is an Edmonton story, isn't it, Lorna? Absolutely, it is. It is an Edmonton story, and that's what's so nice about it, is that it, you know, you had people like J.F. Hole, and you have Cal Nichols, and you have Bruce Savile, and you have all these people who saved the team. That story just boggled my mind. I just was so, you know, I had to read it a few times, because I was like, wow, I can't believe that these people actually did this. Yeah. And, And that's what the beauty of the book, is that I really didn't just cover just the team. It isn't about 
just the trade that happened, just the person who scored the most goals. Of course, all that's in there, but there's all this other stuff that um, came up when I was writing it that I thought, this has got to go in this book. Like, it has to go in this book. Here's what happens, Lorna, when, when something like this comes out and it's a 40th you, you know, uh, NHL celebration of the Oilers. People go, well, it's all, you know, on the front cover is Wayne Gretzky, Mark Messi. I know. And, and you know, and you and, but I'm like, well, wait a sec here. Do you think if there is a book about the Colorado Avalanche that they're sitting there focusing on the down years for the Avalanche? Of course they're going to celebrate when they won their Stanley Cups. Or in Carolina, oh, wait, you wouldn't write a book about Carolina because it wouldn't sell in that marketplace. Of course there's going to be focus on the Oilers as they built up and became what I consider to be the most stylistic NHL team in history. Of course there's going to... But the fact of the matter is, there's several chapters devoted to various other periods in Oilers' history as well, aren't there? Oh, well, the book covers all the years. It doesn't just cover those years. And I think if if you look at the book, the front cover is the um, is the dynasty is yeah winning a cup, but the back cover is the Connor McDavid era. Like it's that's how it flips over. So I think that to you know I think they did win the Stanley Cup, so that definitely needed to be on the front cover. But it is not just a book about the dynasty years. There's lots of other things in the book. Um, and I mean, when I was getting to those later years, um, you know, people, I know there's comments, you know, what, what, what would you write about? Well, you know what, there was a lot of stuff to write about. And there was, there was a lot of really interesting things that happened. You know, Sam Gagne, you know, got eight points. I mean, that's a, that's a wonderful thing to celebrate. Did the Oilers make the playoffs that year? No, but there were things that still happened throughout those years that were really interesting. Yeah, well, uh, hopefully this year the team makes the playoffs, and that's part of it, right, is, <laughs> is I think we all know what a great fan base. Hey, I'm hosting a show for two hours a day year-round called Oilers Now. You know, it's like being in the state of Alabama with football, right? It is what it is. Or, <laughs> exactly, it, it is. I had this conversation with Jim Neal yesterday because he was in with the Dallas Stars, and, you know, in Dallas – they are uh, there's there, there's this monolith that just hovers above everything else. They're called the Cowboys. They're a pretty big deal in Dallas, and they've mm-hmm. had you know they had Roger Staubach and those great teams in the uh, '70s, and then of course uh, they had some lean years in the '80s, and eventually had to fire Tom Landry, and then they you know Jimmy Johnson. How about them Cowboys? And they wanted you know they they absolutely crushed Minnesota and trade for Herschel Walker and rebuilt their entire franchise, but they've had ups and downs too, and and the Cowboys and and football's a big deal and so the stars have got to fight and compete for space and in Edmonton you can never write enough or say enough about the Edmonton Oilers that's just how it works and I say that as a former SID at the most successful Canadian university ever in sport we could never get what we felt we deserved because the reality is in this marketplace they love the Oilers and sometimes they love they, the Oilers and sometimes they hate them and you know what I'll take that too because it means well, I care. think you have to, and I think that 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 love that that highs and the lows, and are just the fans being emotional. And if they they didn't have those highs and lows, they wouldn't have that emotion, and that means that they don't care. Yeah. Well. So the fact that they they get all those lows in and they're you know crashing everything and saying things means that they care about the team and they do want the team to do well. So I think that there's such a strong. Um, fan base in, in Edmonton, and it's actually a pretty amazing fan base. 
It absolutely is. An over 500 yeah. consecutive sellouts. Lorna, we'll see you tonight around 5 o'clock, okay? Oh, I'm so happy you're going to be there, and thanks for thanks for doing that for me. I really appreciate it. You bet. That's Lorna okay. Schultz. Yeah, bye-bye. Lorna Schultz-Nicholson again uh, tonight at Audrey's Books, which is on 107th and Jasper, uh, 5 p.m., the official book launch for Grit in Glory, celebrating 40 years of uh, the Edmontoners. And there's some interesting stuff in there that I didn't know from the... And I like to think I'm a know-it-all, and many have accused me of that, several of whom have texted me on the Heartland Ford text line to say that very thing. By the way, Brendan, I do want to mention, you're receiving some positive feedback from your occasional hosting duties. Good. That makes me happy to hear. It means just, I'll be sticking around a bit. Hey? Yeah, just don't get too comfortable. Okay. <laughs> but no, it's great to hear. They, they they like you, so that's good. You know, as opposed to, you know, not liking you, which wouldn't be a really good thing. Uh, 127. You can text us at 630, 630. Uh... Wow, I've never heard that. I Sorry, I, I'm going to have to get to a couple texts that have come in here. I don't know what people are talking about. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back at 134, we'll hear from Jay Woodcroft. He's head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.